Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Aisha Morgan, a physical therapist at Pacific Medical Centers. Aisha's career in physical therapy is a fairly long and extensive one. She is certainly someone passionate and dedicated to her profession. And we are the beneficiaries of some simple and practical wisdom to make fitness a regular part of our life, maybe almost like breathing. So let's meet Aisha now. Aisha Morgan, good morning. It is so wonderful to have you join us this morning. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Well, thank you. It's such an important point of conversation, I think, at any time. But at this time in our lives, in these circumstances, being the COVID circumstances, I think that this whole area of fitness and being fit is so critical because life is different in one way in in terms of how we might go about engaging in fitness. But the other is that it is really critical too to our good health as we face this big pandemic. Yeah, well, now more than ever, as a population, we need to exercise. You know, your physical and your emotional well-being is so important at this time with everything going on. And of course, the uh, COVID-19 pandemic has a really tight grip on this world. And and people are scared and they're confined to their homes and different things are going on and they're isolated. And so if you fail to exercise when you're feeling anxious, when you're sad, when you're lonely, it's kind of like not taking an aspirin or a Tylenol when you have a terrible headache. It's so important for our emotional and physical well-being, and it really is like exercise. Oh, sorry, like medicine. I tell my patients when I see them, your exercise prescription is like a medical or a medicine prescription. If I give you this exercise program and you take it from me and you go home and you don't use it, it's like taking a bottle of medicine from the pharmacy going home, putting it in your cabinet and saying to your doctor the next time, I don't feel any better. I don't feel any different. What happened? So exercise is really medicine for our physical body and now more than ever for our mental and emotional well-being. You know, that makes so much sense. It's so logical, yet I never framed it in that way. So that is such a good uh, perspective to really grasp that as being medicine and how would we typically use any kind of a prescription or any kind of medicine in general. And seeing exercise in that vein, that is just such common sense. It is, isn't it? And then when you put it into words, you just think, wow, why didn't I think of that before? But it really is true. And that makes a whole world of difference. I think this can really shift our whole perspective about exercise and fitness, thinking of it in that way, and then seeing how, particularly at this time, we really need to use that medicine. Yes, absolutely. And it's free for the most part, or it can be. (laughs) Well, absolutely right. I mean, there are things that we can do, and we should talk about what some of those things are that are essentially free. We don't have to uh, expend any kind of monetary resources to do these sorts of things, and they will be beneficial for us. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that's going on right now, Kate, as you know, 
is many people are working from home. And in the beginning, they thought, fabulous, you know, I don't have to dress, I don't have to spend that extra time going to work. And I'm seeing more patients with physical problems. And as I chat with them, I'm realizing that, bless their hearts, they are actually spending more time working and that time that they spent commuting to work, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour each way, they're actually getting up and, and working during that time, which is wonderful. But I said to them now, and I put my foot down, and I said, listen, you spent 45 minutes driving in your car or getting on the bus or somehow getting to work. I want you to get up out of bed, put your shoes and socks on, put a heavy coat on, and I want you to commute to work. I want you to walk out your door and make a left. <clears throat> and if it's a 30-minute commute that you have, you set your timer on your, on your phone for 15 minutes. You walk one way for 15 minutes, and then beep, 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 beep. when that timer goes off, you turn around and you walk back home to your kitchen, and there's your 30-minute commute. And then you can sit down at your kitchen table and start work. So that time that they were sitting on a bus or in their car to commute, I want them to use that time to, to exercise. And what better way to be able to take care of your body during this time than using your commute time for fitness? Both, and you can do it twice a day. You can do it once a day. But many people right now are actually working more from home. And I, I, I found that crazy. But I'm, chances are, I guess I would too. But if you think about it, use your commute time for physical fitness, either inside your home or the honestly, the easiest way is just to get up, make a left, make a right outside your door and commute until that time is up and then start your day. May I say that that is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> there is another very logical way to frame that time. Uh, I've, I know that I have this extra time, and yet it seems like somehow that time evaporates. But if we think of it, as you say, as our commute time and just get out there and do some walking or whatever it is in terms of movement, that it just, again, back to common sense. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And and so there it also fits the bill. It doesn't cost us any dollars or cents to do that. It it just is a matter of getting out there and doing it. Yeah, and in the long run, honestly, I look at it very uh, logically in the long run. Exercise will save you money. It'll save you money in the long run with your health. Um, and I've always, you know, been very big on exercise and nutrition, even with my children. I've always said to them, you know, when, when we eat sweets or when we buy sweets, and this is a little bit off of the exercise um, topic, but even when they were little, I've always said to them, any dessert, any sugar, any cookies really is, you know, basically sugar is poison to your body. And so if we eat something and you don't want to finish it, don't ever finish it. Even if I just bought you a big ice cream and I said, oh, I just bought that. You have to finish it. Remind me that I said, no, you don't have to because it is actually saving me money if you eat less sugar in the long run. So just like with exercise, it's actually saving you money in the long run. You don't have to spend money to commute in your car or on the bus. 
and you'll double it. It's kind of like having a 401k and having an employee contribution from your workplace. You're actually saving yourself more money by just walking during that commute time because you will have a healthier life and not have to pay so much in medical expenses just by having a healthy body. It's being fiscally responsible, I feel. Does that make sense? Totally it makes sense. that it It's just... Uh, can I say even beyond logical as to, you know, <laughs> the kind of sense that this makes? In addition to the fact that one of the things that I've been able to do with my work from home is to be able to watch some training videos. Uh, and I mentioned this particularly in terms of um, people using that commute time to work longer. So more than, than a, an eight-hour day, putting in that extra time, which according to the videos that I've been watching, is not productive time, really. You have your work time, and you need that break time. And as you say, to use it more effectively with exercise will make that work time, I think, probably be even more uh, productive. Oh, it's all about balance. You know, it's about balancing your lifestyle. And when you exercise, you increase, you know, so many of the good things. You, you know, you, you're helping your immune system. You're, you're fighting what is happening to us right now. You're helping with inflammation. You know, mild and moderate exercise, it boosts your natural killer T cells. So, and it helps with hypertension and all those things that are just so important. So exercising either in between, before or after work is just going to help with everything. It helps with sleep. It helps with productivity. It's just about balance, you know? Bottom line, it's good medicine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, you know, using um, some kind of app or a video to help you as far as your routine goes because you're not sure what to do is is appropriate. And you have to find out what your exercise style is. Do you like making it up on your own because you have a little bit of foundation? Do you prefer class things. I really like class and community and social interaction, which we can't have right now. And so being able to do it with a video that you can just not have to think about what I'm going to do next, but zone out and follow um, somebody else is, is perfect for many people. And to be honest, that's kind of how I like to exercise as well. Uh, when I go to the gym or when I used to go to the gym, I never told anybody my profession because as soon as I said, I'm an orthopedic clinical specialist, you know, it would be very intimidating. So I didn't want to tell anybody because I don't, I just want to kind of zone out and just follow the instructor because to me that was kind of more my meditation. So it's the same thing at home. If you find that you're the type of person that doesn't want to think about it, turn on a video that you feel you can do comfortably, put the correct shoe wear on, make sure that you've got enough space, which is usually nine to 10 feet. It's all you need. And just do what you can and enjoy that time. It really is. It's, it's good for the soul. Yes. And then it's good for the body. It's just good for our general well-being. Absolutely. And I, I'm going to just take a little diversion here to your mention of having the proper sh- footwear on and how critical that is. Just a little thing years ago, I decided I was going to do step exercises because that felt like a very uh, good thing to do. But I did it barefoot 
and I ended up with a fracture in my foot. So not very smart. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to do because, again, we're in our own home. So we just, we're quickly, nobody's looking at us, so we don't have to have the cute shoes on. and, And so we just do it barefoot. But our body is not used to not having the support and the structure that our shoes have. So just like you would dress, like you go to the gym, don't forget that very crucial step. It kind of gets you in that in that mode anyway by sitting down, putting on your shoes and socks, tying up your laces, um, even putting on your exercise clothes. Or you can do it in your knickers if you want, but make sure that the, all the, the blinds are closed. But definitely the correct footwear is important and even the correct floor. So, you know, most of us either have carpet or um, some kind of uh, wooden floors or or vinyl floors, just make sure that you don't have um, any anything that you can trip on. Make sure that you've got nine to ten feet kind of all around you, and do whatever works for you. Whether it's Tai Chi, whether it's yoga, whether it's a, a high intensity interval training, depending on your age, depending on your level of fitness already, and do what you can. And level of fitness is a factor. Uh, We're eight months into this different reality of ours, but we still may not have gotten into a a good routine of fitness. So, And some of us may have, or maybe we already were into a good routine. So that is something to factor in. Would you say just, you know, instead of starting off with, say, that 30 or 40-minute schedule, start off with shorter minutes? Absolutely. So for somebody who has really lost their way because they're out of the routine and they didn't use that commute time, um, as I had said earlier, as true exercise time, you know, commute to your fitness level. If you're starting out new, honestly, starting with five to 10 minutes daily is the key and working your way up. I have my patients start with five minutes. And again, I use a timer, whether it's using the, the time that you would commute to work before or after or saying to yourself, during my work time, I'm going to get up every hour and get up every hour, put your timer on, five minutes, and do, honestly, what I do with my patients is I say, we're going to do one exercise for 60 seconds. And I say to them, anybody can put up with anything for 60 seconds. You really can. So when I actually talk about an exercise program for my patients, again, depending on the age and fitness level, I'll say, let's break up your body into three sections, your, le- your legs, your lower body, your arms and chest, your upper body, and then your middle. So it's three different sections of your body. So one minute, no matter what age you are, everybody can squat because everybody sits down. We go from a stand to a sit. Everybody. So for one minute, use a dining room chair, use a sofa, use a, a soft chair. I don't care. But go stand, stand and then sit down and then stand up and sit down for 60 seconds. And if you want to, if you're younger, go all the way to the ground for 60 seconds. Just like, you know, when we uh, change the litter box uh, for our cats or we're calling the dog to come to us and we squat all the way down, squat all the way down and come back into a standing position. And it doesn't matter how fast or how slow you go, just do it for full 60 seconds. So if you don't want to squat all the way down, like you're changing the the litter box, 
go to a chair, sit on that chair, pop right back up, go to sit down again, pop right back up. And again, I don't care how fast or how slow, but just do it for 60 seconds. And that just gave you a full workout on your legs. As far as your arms go, for your next 60 seconds, go to the kitchen, put your hands on your kitchen counter, and start doing push-ups on the counter. Again, I do it with my 80-year-olds, and I do it with my 18-year-olds. You can do a modified push-up just using the counter in your kitchen. I don't care if you do four push-ups or 40 push-ups, but do them for 60 seconds. And then you've done your entire upper body. And then since you're at home for your last 60 seconds, lie down and do crunches or sit-ups or what we call a dead buzz where you're just lying on the ground, lift up both arms, both legs, and pretend like you're a dying bug, but your back is on the ground and your legs and your arms aren't, and do that for 60 seconds. So when you do squats for 60 seconds, arms for 60 seconds, and stomach for 60 seconds, that's three minutes. The two minutes in between is just you getting from one place to the next for the, for the setup, and you've done a five-minute break and gotten your whole body exercised. I mean, it's really brilliant and easy and effective. Exercise, if you want to do the sexy exercises and the complicated exercises, that's fine. But if you just want to stay healthy and do it efficiently, that's all you need. Again, it's not, it's not sexy, but it's effective. And that's what we're looking for and maybe gearing up doing it in five-minute increments. And I'm just thinking if we did a five-minute break between each hour of our workday and right at the end, then that's 40 minutes potentially of exercise for that day, and it doesn't seem like it. But that cumulative effect is certainly means something, doesn't it? It has value. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Working every single muscle and every single joint every day is the most important way that you can, what I call, age gracefully. So I'm a therapist, like I said, I've been doing it for um, almost 30 years now, and my biggest passion is aging gracefully. It really is. And doing age-appropriate exercises. I have so many people who say, you know, I want to get back to to running because I used to run, you know, 20 miles a week. Well, when did you run 20 miles a week? When I was in my 20s. But yeah, you're in your 60s now. And I did a lot of different things in my 20s. But do you really want to put that much strain on your joints? Or do you just want your joints to be there for you when you're 80 so that you can still move and enjoy this world wherever it takes you? Because when our fitness level decreases and when our joints start to hurt and we stop going upstairs, and we stop walking in the park because we're too tired, it makes our world smaller. So you have to remember as we get older, what does our body do? Our body, our body is what helps us move around in the world. And you want your world to be as big as possible. What I see is that as we start to hurt and my, oh, my, my knee hurts, so now I can't go on walks with my friends. Oh, my hip hurts. So I'm going to sit down while everybody else goes around in the museum. It makes our world smaller. 
oh, my back hurts, so I don't want to leave today and enjoy going to the park with my family. Your world slowly gets smaller and smaller, and it's tricky. So all you want to do is you just want to move your body efficiently, effectively, so that you can keep your world as big as possible. It's what makes growing old gracefully so important, is remembering that. I was just going to say, again, more good, solid common sense as to, you know, how to be living our life. And I love the phrase aging gracefully. That also is a a good mantra to help us to live life well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not a flashy physical therapist. I'm a very practical physical therapist. Even when I was much younger, my children always say, Mommy, why don't you Um, do sports physical therapy, and you're so good. You can work with the athletes and the big football players. And I said, no, I can't, because I would look at these 20-year-olds and not put them back out on the field again because I see you in 30 years, and I want you to be able to live a full life. And as an athletic trainer and therapist, you know, your goal is just to get them out there to win for today. And that's fantastic for the people who do that but that's not me. I don't want you to win for today. I want you to not get that extra point to let the ball go so that your body is well enough to play tomorrow. So I'm not competitive in that way. I'm a very holistic therapist because for me, I just want us to to win in life, not win the game today. And again, for the people who want to win today, that's fantastic. It's just not my thing. Mine is just playing as well as you can, exercising and appropriately so that tomorrow you get up and you feel good tomorrow and the next day and the next week and the next year. So I'm always looking at your joints is what is it going to look like 10 years from now? I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So doing very basic things. So, you know, I tell my patients when they come in that I'm going to give you exercises to make you better for um, whatever is ailing you. Right now, I love backs. I love, love treating low back pain because, believe it or not, it's not as complex as many people think. And I say to them, I'm going to give you exercises to make you better, but I'm going to leave you with five exercises that you are going to do the rest of your life so that you don't end up being that person who looks down at the ground because their posture has slowly let gravity push it forward. I'm going to teach you how to fight that every day like I do. I'm going to make sure that when you reach up to that top cupboard that your shoulder doesn't hurt. And I'm going to make sure that you can squat down on the ground every day. You know, if we do simple things every single day, you will be 80 years old and still be able to squat to the ground. You know, I'll get people who come in and I'll say to them, when was the last time you were lying on your stomach up on your elbows like kids watch TV on the floor? And these will be people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And they'll say, I can't remember the last time I laid on the floor or on my bed on my stomach. And if you think about that, our lifestyle and our culture here in America is all sitting. You get up, you get dressed. You sit and have some breakfast or some coffee. You sit in your car to go to work. You walk to your office and you sit. You go to lunch and you sit. You get back in your car and sit. You go home and then you're tired and you sit on the sofa. So if you think about it mechanically, how 
our body now is basically in a flexed position probably 90% of the day. The opposite of flexed and sit is lying on your stomach, arched back up on your elbows. So that's one of the things that I've been doing since my 20s. Even though I'm an active physical therapist, I'll come home at night and I will make sure that I lie on my stomach up on my elbows for five minutes every day. And it's kind of, if you can imagine it in your head, it's arching backwards. When was the last time you arched backwards and stayed there? And that's for a healthy spine. When you have a healthy spine, your legs and your arms that hang off that healthy spine have a better chance of good alignment. So I I think I'm off the track of exercise. Don't get me started on that. But, you know, it's just really little simple things. Again, it's not complex or sexy or fun. It's just simple things every day that keep every single one of our major joints lined up. That really is my passion and my focus when I see patients. But as far as regular exercise goes, Kate, doing anything that is what we call more of a a primordial movement, which is basically walking upright. And that's one of the things that we have to take time to do in our culture because a lot of our culture is sitting. I spent 20 years living in Africa as a physical therapist. And I remember when I first went as a Peace Corps volunteer, I looked out the bus at all of these people in the fields, and they were hoeing and planting in the fields. And I thought, oh, no, I'm going to have so many back patients here in Africa. I didn't have one. I had other things, but I never had somebody who said, oh, my back hurts because I'm bending over all day. Because they spent so much of their time standing and exercising, they didn't sit hardly ever. And they never had low back pain. And you think that they would because they were so physical. But the exact opposite was true. It was fascinating. And thus we get back to the walking being something that we can do. And any age really can do that. And if we have some sort of impediment, uh, would you say do it to the degree that is comfortable so that you're not causing extra pain? Absolutely. Walking is one of the easiest things to do. And if you can't, there should be a reason why you can't. If it's your ankle, if it's your knee, if it's your hip, you can see somebody to help you with that specific joint so that you can walk. I have very few people who can't walk for exercise. The only ones who can't, who I discourage from walking for exercise is somebody who's been diagnosed with spinal stenosis, where they're... um, canal in their spine is just a little bit tighter. And so for them, believe it or not, the most important exercise for them is getting on a stationary bike and flexing forward. For for the most part, anybody who sits all day, I try to say, you know, I would rather have you walking and cycling. But if you like to cycle, that's fine. But but it's basically mimicking the sitting down posture. Mm -hmm. But somebody who has a spinal stenosis, walking, And that's probably maybe 10% of the population. Walking actually is not the best for them, but cycling is, so stationary bike. But those are usually the exceptions to the rule. The most important thing you can do is just get out, make a left, make a right, walk down the street, park, walk, hike. You know, and in the beginning, just walk on even terrain, walk on flat surfaces. Once you start doing that, then you can say, oh, I, I actually want to go and kind of do a bit of hiking 
people think hiking is difficult. Hiking is just walking on something that is more uh, earth-like. It's, you know, it's, it's gravel, it's dirt, so it's not usually pavement, although it can be. And it's just walking on uneven terrain. And the great thing about that is that you start to get a little bit of ankle and balance into the picture as well. So balance is really important as we get older. So hiking just helps kind of get out there in the woods. It helps our emotional well-being, gets us by the trees and the, and the water and nature. And it is slightly different than just uh, what I call urban hiking. I always tell my daughter, I'm going to go urban hiking, which is usually shopping. <laughs> but it's still exercise. Urban hiking up in Seattle is a lot of exercise, actually. So whatever you like to do, whether it's window shopping or walking in nature, it's all good. Well, I must say, you are just so wonderful. And practical is, it was your word, and I'm going to use it to say that, uh, you know, this is such a practical approach. And as far as dollars and cents go, it doesn't come yeah. into it. We're just using the time that we have and using it more constructively as good medicine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been just such great information. I really like this approach, and I think it's going to be just such really good support for, I know it's for me, and, and I trust for everyone listening that it's really going to be great direction. And I am so grateful to you, Aisha Morgan, for your work and for your insights and all these helpful tips. Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy that I can get the word out there that exercise is medicine, and it's one of the most important things that you can do to prevent future injury and to keep your medical bills down and to keep your life on the right track. Well, many thanks for your expertise and for all this time that you spent with us this morning really giving us this great direction. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Kate. I really appreciate it. And that is my pleasure. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Aisha Morgan and Sunday Morning Magazine with Dr. Susanna Stoika. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your having shared this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I'll get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then enter the show name and look for the guest. I now wish you and your family a day of practicing good activity. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.